Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hello, everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Victory Podcast. Matt here and Braden here. Speaking of myself in third person, yeah. Braden likes this podcast. Yeah, Matt was impressed hearing that. Yeah. Braden tells you you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> My mom will text us that Louise always laughs. I do too, but she'll, my parents are John and Karen and, and it'll be like a family event we're planning. And my mom will text like, okay, John and Karen can be there. <laughs> we just say, like, we will be there, mom. Let's incorporate that into our lives. Hey, let's, let's see how our wives respond first. Brian yeah. likes this supper that you made tonight. <laughs> it's a great idea. No, I think they'll love it. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Let's get back into it. Uh, you know, today we're going to be talking about uh, something that may be a little contentious for some of you because you've heard maybe the opposite in your journey towards freedom. But we're going to, you know, we're going to give you some context to this. But the title of our episode today is Why Bouncing Your Eyes Isn't the Answer. So first, let's give you some context. What does it mean to bounce your eyes? And then we'll talk about why we think that you need more than that. But bouncing your eyes is, you know, you're out in the wild <laughs> and you see a beautiful girl or if you're attracted a girl, to men. Attracted, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you see someone you're attracted to. And really the conventional teaching on this is that you see that and to avoid maybe lusting after them or avoid taking them in, so to speak, you bounce your eyes, you turn from them, you look away. Right. Yeah. There you go. There's your, uh, there's a visual representation. Perfect. So you bounce your eyes and this has been kind of a traditional teaching when it comes to dealing with lust and, um, even trying to move towards sobriety and some of these other uh, addictions like porn. Um, it's supposed to be helpful in a season of life to do that. And we're going to talk about why this can actually be a harmful thing for us if we, we don't understand the inner deeper parts of our lives, bouncing your eyes on a surface level can become something harmful in the long run. And so we'll talk about that. It's actually not, not a way that I think that is it's thought about traditionally in this regard that is, this is harmful. How? Right. And so this is, I think more of newer thought it's newer because we're just looking at the scripture more in more depth ways when it comes to things like this, we're thinking about it a little bit more. I know this has been part of my journey too, and learning uh, in my healing journey that he bouncing my eyes, there might be a time and place for that for a season, but you need to go deeper and we'll talk more about why that is. Well, I just put a post up on Restored Sexuality on Instagram. If you don't follow us, you'll follow us on Instagram at Restored Sexuality. And, and there were there were 10 different slides that I put up. And one of them was about behavior management versus heart transformation. And that one got the most attention mm-hmm. out of the 10 slides. And this is at the heart of this bouncing the eyes conversation is, is are we trying to change behavior or transform heart? And changing a behavior, like, hey, it's fine. If you don't, if you see someone that you're lusting after and you don't want to look, and that there's nothing wrong with that. It's right. just not the answer. Um, that's the be all and end all. And so I've been doing that lately. Like, it's it's uh, up in Canada, the frozen tundra. It's not so frozen anymore. <laughs> it's actually quite hot right now. Yeah, it is. And so people, girls, are wearing things that they don't wear in winter. And so I've. No, I've noticed lately I've been looking uh, like looking away or when I've when I've seen people that could cause me to lust I've looked away but it's not in the sense of bouncing the eyes it's just like I'm not I don't need to look back I don't need to linger on it and it's it's cool when you do that because the moment mm-hmm. just passes and you never think about it anymore right. but 
what you what what's even better is looking away but then also like bringing god into that too bringing your heart into that like why why do i like that like do i want to linger for you know selfish reasons and 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 then what does god think about that person yeah. what does god think about that situation with me with me if i wanted to look back and so bouncing the eyes is as the answer to lust we're going to get into various reasons why it's um, why it's an incomplete teaching, and right. so. But I do want to throw that out there that it's not it's not the worst thing. We're not saying like whenever you see someone that you're lusting after, just <laughs> <Yeah>. keep staring. <laughs> they, Brad and Matt have said you can look all you want. No, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and so there's just more to it. So yeah. certainly scripturally, there are things that point to changing behavior. Right. But more so, the transformation comes from renewing our mind and and healing and transforming the heart. Yeah, that's right. And with this thing too, I mean, I, I understand. Like, there's been guys that, you know, your background, your past, you really engage in the behavior in our culture, society, whatever you grew up in, where you really leer at women. You look at them, you devour them. I heard that said the other day, you devour their beauty, right? Or devour their body, right? And and you use your eyes to do that. You really, like you're you're taking them in that way. And, um, you know, you give them the up and down, you know, you look at certain body parts, you really engage in that kind of look. And maybe that's as a teenager and a young man, um, that might be the way that you did look. That's what you knew. And when you saw a pretty girl walk by, your buddies did the same thing, elbowing each other, check her out, right? You all did that. So sometimes when we've seen this, where a guy becomes a Christ follower or is trying to move away from that behavior, uh, there is something to be said for relearning some of these things, um, to not look at a girl that way, subjectify her in such such a way like that. But uh, really what Matt's talking about is that there's there's inner heart things that are at work here inner beliefs that are at work here just beyond balancing your eyes like um i think that what jesus really wants us to get to uh to move towards i'll paint you a picture is to see people to see them does jesus turn his eyes from every person no and that isn't to say that you know there i mean depending on what is going on and even there there like there is a place to be to turn away at a moment but what if you could see people the way that jesus sees them and I think that's a better goal. And that takes some heart work. That takes yeah. the, the Holy Spirit working in us um, to be able to come to a place where, well, you're learning about your arousal template, maybe there's some past there of you're, you're attracted to a certain kind of person and learning about that, learning uh, the inner heart beliefs behind that. Um, and then uh, w- when we have an addictive pattern in our life, when moving towards porn, we've learned to consume. We've learned to use something to get a need met. So you might see something out in the wild, like we like to say, and that leads you to porn. <clears throat> or you use it in your fantasy. Um, you see a pretty girl and you use her in your fantasies to either masturbate or, or just, you know, visualize yourself with her. That That's something that uh, is, is harmful behavior for sure. And when we're learning to break out of that addictive cycle, uh, there is a part to play anyways as, as, as far as, like we, we talk about, sobriety isn't the end goal. Um, but we do need to move towards that. But the deeper inner heart transformation is what really is going to cause it to stick. But there is a, there is a season that we're in, initially anyway, where we're, we're unlearning some things and we we're relearning some other good things or newly learning some good things, some good ways of doing it. And um, it's just like with a drug addict, right? Like eventually you, you want them to get to the point where um, they, they're around their triggers, but it doesn't cause them to go down and stumble down that pathway. Um, whereas initially, 
we have to remove the triggers or try to manage that as best we can. So there is a part to play in that. Same thing with our addictive patterns with porn or um, with lust. So that's what I wanted to say about that particular thing. But the tra- heart transformation is where we really need to, to focus because if we just have that surface level understanding, I got to always look away from pretty people, um, you're never addressing the underlying issues. Also, what can start to happen too is, I know maybe this, I've seen this in, in certain men, is you start to use women as your excuse. If they just weren't dressed that way, if they dress more modestly, then I wouldn't struggle. And then so you take all of the responsibility off of your shoulders and put it on other people. And what that does is you are a slave to your circumstances. If you're out in the world, like summertime here in Canada, girls are dressing a certain way. So what are you going to do? You're going to go stay in your basement for all summer? Like, what are you going to do? You can't live life like that. like that. So Or everywhere else in the world all year round. That's <laughs> right. That's an exaggeration. But That's right. <laughs> I'm always so relieved and happy when I talk to someone from a different country and they also have snow. I'm like, yeah. oh, good. Not- you understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so the thing when we look away is, is what's going on in the heart. Because what I've noticed and what I used to experience a lot was I'd, I'd try to look away but then it's just exhausting. And that's why behavior management doesn't work because it's just exhausting. Eventually you just get weak and you get tired and you're just like, ah, screw it. I'll just look and linger and take it all in, devour that with my eyes. And it's exhausting if we just constantly are having to look away. So what I like to do and coach people in is when you're, when you do see someone who's attractive, what goes on in your heart? Can you bring God into that and pray for them? Can you Can you see the humanity in them? One thing that's probably the most effective for me is I just think I don't know them. Yeah. Like if I were close to them, it would be like, it'd be with a stranger. And maybe some people are into that. I'm not into that. I don't know them. I like the knowing part with my wife where I I know her, I know her body, her look, her, her smells, her, like her hair. Like I, I just know it. I, when I wake up to her in the morning, I see her, like I, I know that face. And so that's what works for me when I think like that person might be attractive, but I don't know them. Like even if they are, if they are really good looking, like the shape of their body is not what I'm familiar with. And, and I like the knowing part of it. And so it's bringing more than just the physical attraction into it. It's bringing the emotional connection into it. And that really is effective for me. And I remember, I think I've told this before on the podcast, but I remember a few years ago, just seeing this girl who I used to think was the hottest girl in the world when I was a teenager and I saw her on this magazine cover and I just looked away and then I looked back and I just kind of took it in but I didn't devour it I just thought like man she used to know you I think god like why is she doing this dressing like this and and poor girl and I just prayed for her soul and I felt like so much care and compassion and that's where we want to get to and so if you're not there that's okay but get there because when you get there, you don't have to be scared of seeing attractive people. We're always going to yeah. be in life seeing people who could cause us to lust. Yeah. And so when when you do bounce your eyes or you do look away, also look at your heart and also go look at the motives and bring God into that. Yeah. And uh, And it just starts to get to the point where it's quicker and quicker. It becomes more and more your default way of thinking when you're in those scenarios. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just always worried, like, I'm, oh, I might last. I'm going to the gym. There's going to be attractive people there. Or, oh, summertime's coming. Or I'm going to the beach, and I need to watch my eyes. And, yeah, there's a part of that for sure. But you don't want to just live in fear and constantly yeah. 
just like be on edge about seeing people because you want to be able to see their humanity. And, and I think that's what Jesus did. Like when he saw some hot Middle Eastern woman, like he didn't just bounce his eyes all no. the time and look away. Like yeah. he was able to engage her yeah. and, and see her the way that his father saw her. Yeah. I always think of like Mary, like yeah. not his mother, but Mary. Yeah, yeah. The, I always imagined that she was very attractive. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, that's just my uh, the import onto that scripture, but that's what I, I, I believe. And um, so, but he looked at her, right? Yeah. Totally. He was in a relationship yeah. with her yeah. and, and Jesus was tempted in every way. I bet he was tempted by it. Yeah. But um, I, I also bet he went to the father and got the father's thoughts about her mm-hmm. and about whoever else. And that's where we want to get to. Yeah, that's right. Well, and one of the things that uh, we know this well is that when you're, you're really stuck in porn and, and kind of the, the, even our cultural understanding of sex and other others that are attractive, um, we relegate people to uh, a specific body part. We objectify them, um, and we don't see them like they're, we don't see them in a holistic sense. This is a person with hopes and dreams, um, a family. Um, maybe they're a, they're a wife or a husband or a mother or a daughter, whatever else. Right? We don't see them that way. We relegate them to a body part or body parts. And that's what a pornified mind kind of does, right? Like that's one of the the scripts that are running in the background that, that we need the inner heart transformation to begin to see people the way that God does. And um, that's really a key thing. The, the ongoing work of that in our lives that, that the Holy Spirit's doing, we need that transformation. Because otherwise, yeah, then we're just white knuckling it like you're talking about. Like we, we're kind of afraid to be out in the world in the world because we might see something. And um, we're going to just say like you you can't guarantee that you're not like, you're gonna see something like you can't live life that way. I know there's certain people that try their best to do that. And even when there's an attractive person around, they kind of shy into themselves, right? They're not living out of who they are. And I've seen this too, where they, they kind of uh, don't engage with someone who's attractive because they're afraid of being attracted <laughs> to them. Um, now we, we understand that. Yeah. There, there's a season maybe where we're trying to, get some health in our life. But really the goal of what we're trying to, to move towards is that we can fully be free to be ourselves, but at the same time, make others feel loved and feel um, safe in our presence, secure in our presence, and that we elevate people around us. We don't devour them. And uh, how great would that be, right? And I think we can get there. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our life too. And then it removes that understanding too, because we were just talking about this, we're coming on this, but um, we've seen where um, men in particular, we've seen this happen where we'll, we'll blame women, blame women for our lust problem. So, well, if she wasn't dressed that way, I wouldn't lust. If, um, you know, if, if she didn't give me that look with her eyes, then I wouldn't lust. And the, the problem with that is we are, again, we are completely enslaved to our circumstance. And, and in that moment too, like we have to take ownership of our choices. So what is lust? Lust is an attraction. You might be attracted to somebody. You might find them attractive. You might find them beautiful. I think that's a God-given desire, a good thing. You see someone who's attractive. My wife and I talk about this all the time. You know, like, well, that's an attractive person. Not that we're going around saying that, but what we mean by that is like, it's no different than saying, oh, there's a cloud. There's an attractive person. Um, There's a difference. We can acknowledge that people are attractive, right? But we're not devouring that. I'm, you know, when, if Chris and I are talking about that, she's not um, fearful that I'm going to take that, memory of that 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 woman and go home with it and incorporate into some sort of fantasy in my life or use it to go look at porn or whatever else there's some security there and that's where kind of we need to move towards where we see people for 
who they are. Not just, hey, that's an attractive person, but that is a person made in God's image. So we can't blame our lust problem on others. We can't do that. Uh, and I've, I've seen this before. Uh, I was a little bit careful to share this uh, example, but this happened a little while ago where we were, my wife and I were speaking on stage and my wife is, is beautiful, but she's, she's not going to dress in a way where she's wearing a paper bag. Like she, she dresses, um, you know, classy, right? But also not skimpily at <laughs> not all. Skim- there's no, like, I've no. never seen skin she's, on her. She's modest, but she, yeah. she shows off her beauty and um, there's nothing wrong with that. But we had um, this one couple come up to us, say, hey, we couldn't hear anything you were saying because uh, I was lusting. And it was, it was a really awkward conversation. <laughs> uh, it was a husband and a wife, I, right? I don't, I just want to be clear. I don't want to make light of this. Um, whatever is going on in that couple's life, yeah. uh, I empathize with it. I, I feel, I feel some sadness for that um, in their life that that's uh, occurring. But I just want to be very clear. That's an example. We can't blame others for our lust problem. And uh, that's happened a lot. Um, and unfortunately, that's kept many of us from, we have to take ownership of where we're at. That's really key and important in our healing journey. If we don't do that, like, to be honest, we're not ready. You know, if we're blaming others or blaming circumstance or blaming anything but our, you know, the choices that we make or what's going on or even what happened to us in our past, if we're not naming that and taking ownership of it, we're just not going to see a lot of freedom. And so that's why we're talking about this because we want you to be free. So if you're blaming lust, your lust problem on others, you got to flip the script on that one. It's not going to work. It really isn't. Yeah. And bouncing the eyes is dishonoring to both parties. The one who has to bounce the eyes and the one who can't be looked at. Because it's dishonoring for me to think, oh, I have to bounce the eyes. Because what I'm saying is I'm not not strong enough, wise enough. I, I don't have the ability to look at someone and see past their physical appearance. I mean, that's, I don't want to live like that. And there's some people that do some people that's their whole answer and solution bounce the eyes. I'm like, man, there's a, there's a lot more that you could, uh, a lot, uh, a lot greater health and, and greater revelation that you could live in. Um, but also dishonoring to the person who's attractive because man, I'm too attractive. You can't even look at me. <laughs> right. Like there's more How does that to person me. feel there's right. more to me than yeah. that. I remember yeah. a woman said that to me when I was talking about this and she's like, thank you for saying that because I want to be able to be looked at for more than just my, my looks. And then what about the people that you can look at? You go, Oh, I'm not attractive or they're not attractive. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's just right. not an honoring thing at all. And no. so, no. So if you're a woman out there and you've seen guys dive underneath stairs and, you know, basically jump into the ocean and take not look at compliment. you, take it as a compliment, even though that's not right behavior. <laughs> no. no, exactly. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's not an honoring concept. It, it's something that sure there's wisdom to it to, to not lust after things. And, and, you know, if there's this guy recently, he, he said to me, Hey, have, has anybody ever flashed you or no, has he said, does anybody ever I think he graphically like flashed their boobs at you. Mm-hmm. And this guy is like, like he's, he's, uh, I don't, I don't want to be mean, like, but he's, he's older. He's, he's not in the prime of his life physically. Right. Okay. I'm, and, yeah. Yeah. I understand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, I said, no, like emphatically, I was like, no, that's never happened. And he, and I said, I didn't know that people do that. And he was like, Oh yeah. And it's happened lots to him. And I'm like, 
there's some difference in the way that we interact with people. Right. I remember this guy, a business leader, he was about 70 and I heard him years ago and, and he was from stage. He was talking about adultery and, and people cheating. And he said, I don't know what it is because I've never had that opportunity. He's like, maybe I'm just ugly. But, but he's like, he's been married, he's been married 50 years or whatever. He's like, I've, I've literally never had the opportunity where I've gotten that close to someone to cheat. And so these people that do like there, there's some difference, right? Like I don't have women coming and flashing me, mm. but other people do. And so what's the difference? I think the difference is how you interact with people. Yeah. And if you never learn how to interact with people beyond their beauty, it, it, there's something there where there's something wrong in, in your heart and in your mind. I remember when I was younger, when I was a teenager, especially, I was a little bit more insecure. And whenever there were super attractive girls, I would be intimidated and I wouldn't talk to them or I'd be quiet when I was around them simply for their beauty. And I think how sad. And I'm glad that that's not the case now because I don't have to act differently depending on if someone's attractive or unattractive. I can just talk to them because they're a person. And I praise God for that. Yeah. Oh, so true. I I can relate to that too. Like, and, and often, I think that what you learn growing up too affects this because when, I mean, (laughs) when you're a teenage boy and um, I mean, you're always drawn to beauty for sure. I mean, your hormones are going crazy and, um, and, but uh, you're kind of in your conversation with your friends. Well, um, you meet someone like that, you got to try to figure out a way to get them to like you or, or, or whatever, whatever the, the, the narrative is. But the problem with, with that is that you change the way you are dependent on who's around you. And, um, we don't want to do that. Like, I think that that's uh, a really key thing is uh, that we are consistent, that we have, um, integrity in that, that we're not, uh, putting on a mask or changing the way we talk to somebody. Cause we can sometimes based on what we learn, if we see we're around someone who's attractive, the way that we talk, um, is more, uh, either, yeah, we're, we're being really shy and withdrawn or we are overly trying to gain their affection because they're attractive. And um, I think that being aware of this, having people in our lives that can speak into this is helpful for sure. But uh, sometimes we're just so unaware that we do that. It's like a second nature thing. And you're right. I think some guys that um, men and women alike that maybe um, have those relational issues where they're uh, committing infidelity or whatever else. uh, I mean, not always, but sometimes there is more of that boisterousness when with with uh, the opposite sex um in this regard where they're they're inv- inviting something and so often people don't know that or they're trying to meet an underlying need just in doing that so yeah becoming aware self-aware and that's really key to uh, what we're looking at too what are you feeling why is this happening internally in me is this linked to something you know what's going on pray into it i know that i had to do a lot of that you know learning about your arousal template but you don't stop there. You go deeper. What What's happened in my life that has led me to find attraction with that? And sometimes it's just as simply you, you, you're attracted to a certain kind of person, but often that attraction has been distorted and twisted and hurt and broken based on a lived life and a sinful and a behavior or just sin in general. And so we need to come to terms with that and even the hurt and pain in our life and what we're trying to get, what need we're trying to get met. So uh, can you be comfortable in your own skin um, aside from who's around you? And that's yeah, that's uh, an important part of this too. It's become comfortable in your own skin. Um, and that's the work of God in your life. Yeah, it is. It is. I remember when I was starting to teach this, there was a guy who just said to me, I am not there. Like, he's like, I can't, 
I can't look at people and see their see past the physical appearance. And and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I would say he could do that. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. You can choose and and what I what I think is valid is he's saying that's not my default. He's not there where it's automatic, but that's okay. Just decide. Like, hey, that person that I lusted after, God, I want you to give me a heart mm-hmm. for them like you have. And you can pray this prayer all the time. Like, God, I want to see people like you see them. How do you see people? Break my heart for what breaks yours, people say. Or, or, or like, help me to see beauty in a way that honors you. You can pray those prayers and God really will help you because he wants to help you and he wants to make you more like him. He wants you to have healthy relationships. And so don't just avoid seeing attractive people and just bouncing the eyes and just leave it at that. Go, okay, this person's attractive and God, how can you help me change the way that I right. see them? I want to see them as a person. I want to see value. If they're if they're believers, they're in the family of God, man, God, like they're your child or they're part of your bride. Um, I want to see them like you. If they're yeah. not in the family of God, then man, like they're lost. They need you. You you're you're wanting your kindness to draw them to you to repentance. And I don't want to take advantage of that. I'd want to be a witness for you. Mm. And so can you think more like this? Um, I think that you can. And so I don't want I don't want you guys to hear this and go, oh, I'm not there, and then not take action. Because you might not be there with your default. And even me, I'm not where I want to be with it. I want to be better and better and all, all the time with it. But let's do this. Let's like let's grow in this. Um, and let's train our minds and train our hearts and pray and have God help us. Because you get to a point where anywhere you can be, you you can be okay. Yeah. I remember this pastor, he was, he was talking about, if there was a naked woman in front of me, my heart would break for her, for God's love to become real in her life. Mm. And, and he's like, I had a buddy say, come on, no, you wouldn't, like you'd want it. And he's like, no, Jesus has changed me. I would want to talk to her about Jesus. I believe that we can get there. And so we may, let's make that the goal. Let's not make just not lusting yeah. the goal. <laughs> no. Let's make becoming like Jesus the goal. Right. And sometimes it's it's helpful to visualize some of these things um, before we face them. Like visualization can be a really good thing. What I mean by that, it's not some sort of new age thing. Like I, I've done something like this in the past where, and you know this, if you've ever struggled with porn, there's certain scenes or images that are more burned on your memory than others, just based on, you know, certain points of life, arousal, whatever it's linked to. But what if you could visualize Jesus in that moment, but with you? And I always think of this, what if you could in that moment put a robe over her or something like that, whatever woman was in that, and bring her to Jesus? Things like that humanize others. Because a big thing with, uh, with lust, when you lust after someone, you dehumanize them. You see them as an object. You see them as something to be devoured by you for your own needs. But when you see them as human, as a person with needs and wants and desires, that changes things. And I think that's what God can help us do. So even in moments, like if you're, uh, there's a particular person, you're your kind of person you're attracted to, the same kind of thing. See them as Jesus does. Ask those questions. Ask good questions. Jesus, how do you see them? What are some ways that I can show love in that moment? Can you help me with what I'm feeling? Can you show me how what it would do for my heart if I was to love others around me the way that you want me to? Asking those questions. And uh, I think that when you pray that way, God answers those prayers. He works in that. And what I mean by visualization is it's kind of like a prayer visual, visualization, I should say, where you invite God into that and let him speak to you through that. Because sometimes we have a real hard time 
in the sense of, of seeing people as human. Like we can really dehumanize others in the way that we are. And, and so I think that's, that's, we really need help with that. You know, I did. <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the problems with porn is it dehumanizes another person. It sees, sees them as nothing more than an ends to a means. So when we move past that, and I'm giving you the kind of visual, uh, visualization of hope here in this too, what, if that look, what would that look like for you? If you could start seeing people the way that God does and you can get there, how freeing would that be? And then not only that, but sometimes we miss this. And when it comes to this area, how could God use you when we're so inward focused on, on some of these things, especially when we're looking at others with lust and taking them in and making decisions to fantasize about them, whatever else we remove ourselves from the equation, a sense of what God maybe wants to do through us. We become really self-focused instead of outward focused. And uh, what do you bring to the table? And I know that God has given you so many, so much to, you may not know this, but he has given you giftings. He's given you a purpose. And what if you lived out of that? How would that bless others around you? That's the thing sometimes that we miss out is it's, just, it's not just about me. It's about what God's going to do through me and uh, catch that vision, how you could love everybody around you, whether they're attractive or not so attractive. How can God use you in that? And uh, I, I hope that is something that spurs you on. I know that for us, getting a, a clear picture of where we're moving towards in our freedom journey can be a really good thing for us. Not in the sense, I got to climb this massive mountain. I don't know if I'll ever get there. It's God who does the work, but let's, let's partner with him in that and say, Hey, this is where I do want to go. Jesus, this is where I want to be. Show me how to be there, how to, how to be that person, change the script. And then what's going on in your mind of like, I don't think I can get there or I'm not sure how, because God will show you. That's right. That's right. And get around other people that will show you that too and have healthy conversations. If you're not in our community yet, Pure Freedom Community, it's for guys over 18 and it's free to join. And there's some just good conversations in there. There's uh, We're doing live teachings in there. We're doing challenges. Guys are connecting in different ways. And we're, we're uh, spurring one another on to, to love and good deeds, it says in Hebrews 10, which is one of the core verses that God gave me. And it's what we're doing. We're spurring one another on and sharpening each other and so let's do this let's let's get to that point where where no matter the situation we can see people with god's heart um it's a pretty awesome place to be and so if you're yeah if you haven't joined the community yet i can encourage you to do that there's a link in the show notes you can also go to purefc.ca and join for free and, and if you want to book a call also there's a option for that obviously in the show notes as well lots of marriage resources we want to remind you too at family life um, Canada and take advantage of those there's if you're married they just I was I, when was it I forget there was someone recently they said that they were at one of your weekend getaways at family life and they were like man it was so good oh yeah it was one of my leaders he said he said his his marriage has not been the same mm. um, since it's one cool of the here. weekend getaways yeah. and I think he was at the one in BC on uh, is it Vancouver Island yeah one in Victoria yeah, one in Victoria yeah, yeah I think yeah. he went to that one he's like my marriage has been so much better since then and uh, and then I heard of someone else recently too. So there's anyways. one in Lake Louise, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I met so, him. Yeah. So if you can go to Family Life and get some marriage resources for you, uh, it, it'll it'll bless your marriage if you're uh, married, obviously. So hope that helps. And uh, if you want to share this podcast, you can share it on YouTube. You can share the podcast link from your app. Share it with a buddy. Could you share it with one or two friends? and uh, leave a comment or leave a review that always helps get the word out more too so 
thanks for uh, taking this in. I hope that makes sense. And with this, I guess we'll let you bounce. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.